0: Welcome to the Daniel Burke Show. I want to create a hundred episodes of podcasts. The longest Snapchat I've ever felt. One a day. Coming on. No real purpose. Coming on. No real topics to cover. Coming on. Just me talking. Coming on. Coming on. Three, two, one. Boys, no, yeah, what's like going on? American agent. Day 56, the Daniel Burke Show. We're at the end of day three of the MIT Entrepreneurship Boot Camp. Currently on route back to Jorge's house, aka George, aka Young GB. we <laughs> aka C C whoa, C, e, o, 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 o. You, y- you. Today was a good day. Wow, can't even. Good day. <laughs> Today was a good day. Good We're incredibly incredibly mentally drained have had about 11 hours sleep over the past four days but what what did we learn today actually we got to hear from broys that robotics broys that robotics dude talking today absolute just like yeah just casually sent a rocket uh robot to mars the moon and uh created a whole robot vacuum cleaner industry Yeah, the kind of operator that's done good things for the world, man. Like, there was that thing, the, um... Hiroshima. The, uh... Was it Hiroshima? No. Fukushima. Fukushima. The the fucking explosion of the nuclear plant.
1: Yes. And he sent his
0: robots in. He created a company called iRobot, and these robots went into the Fukushima plant site and literally cleaned it up. And the cooling there of the Fukushima plant is going to take at least another 50 or so years maybe more who knows our projections may be wrong but his robots literally went into the fire zone into the danger zone and cleaned out some of the stuff i don't know like, how exactly they were doing it so if you imagine you've got a wi-fi portal and then 50 meters after that you've got another wi-fi portal then another 50 meters after that you got another wi-fi portal and all of those linked up to each other that's how the the robots made it in so Using all of these Wi-Fi bridge connections, the robots were able to send photos back of the analog dials within the within the plant, and the robots were able to clean some stuff up using that. And then in 2002, his company launched the Roomba, which was the first ever no second ever robot vacuum cleaner that was for $200. And Electrolux launched the first one. That was worth a thousand dollars. No. Two thousand Euros. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Two thousand euros for a vacuum cleaning robot. You gotta be on the fat stacks to drop. Two k two K on, on Electrolax Roomba. And now now Roomba is like the most successful vacuum cleaning robot there is. Oh, not to mention the fact that he sent rovers to the moon, rovers to Mars. He had this whole plan of sending out 100-plus autonomous robots to Mars, uh, really small ones, rather than one big rover, because if you lose one rover out of 100, it doesn't really matter. But when you've got one big dog, you lose the big dog, you're pretty stuffed. It takes a while for a rover to get to Mars. Yeah, it's true. And, George, how would you describe blockchain? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you actually want me to try and explain it? If you not? could if you could explain blockchain in one sentence, what is it? We're gonna need more time. <laughs> That's the only way. Do yourself a favor. My pro tip for blockchain is do yourself a favour and don't ever learn about the blockchain. Like just get it out of your life. <laughs> So if you ever heard of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin <laughs> or up, Bitcoin or, or whatever, other, other options, there's this new technology out there, or I don't know how new it is, but called blockchain, which is essentially like, yeah, I'm not even going to start. Look, I literally witnessed Martin's head, like, just implode. I just Martin, eyes. What, what do you think about blockchain, my brother? Not into it? Martin's tapped out. He's off. The, he's off the show. Martin refuses to comment on the blockchain situation. Please just take my advice and just don't even, just don't even worry about blockchain. Just think about something else. Think about something else. But uh, we did do a, a fun. Actually, we had a cool time today. So we did elevator pitches tonight, and the, one of the hosts got. 10 people to come up and give their pitch. So he asked 10 volunteers to get up. And by the time George was our CEO, so he was, he was out of the room and he asked 10 CEOs from other teams to come up. And so our CEO for the day was gone. So we didn't send someone up. So 10 CEOs from other teams went up and then one of the mentors said, okay, thank you for your bravery. You can all sit down. I now want those teams who don't have someone up here to send someone up. And so we ended up sending out our boy Carl, and Carl gets up there, and Carl's about to give his pitch. There's literally, I don't know, one person to go before him, and as Carl gets to the front of the line, he tells Carl to sit down, and then he selects a random member of our group to go up and pitch, which happened to be Martin. Martin went up and pitched, killed it, and then... He comes over to our group. Okay, now let's hear the same pitch from another one in the group. George went up and pitched, also killed it. And then he's like, all right, and now we do one more. And then I went up and had a one-minute elevator pitch for our problem. And I, yeah, I don't know, as usual. You killed it, bro. Yeah. You killed it. It was good. Went, went, went all right. So we got three from three. We could all do some with, with some improving. But beautiful thing is we got some amazing feedback. We got some crowdsource feedback. Yeah, so, like it's not all sunshine, though. Like, we did our three pitches, but we realized as a team we've got some work to do. just align ourselves on the, the overall vision. 100%. Yeah, so it was good feedback. That's a hard thing, yeah. When you're starting a business, it's hard to sort of... if you, Sometimes it's, it's easier to think of the solution and the problem all within your head. But then at the same time, how do you get that onto paper and explain that to someone else, let alone how do you well, even someone in your team, someone who's close friends with you, how do you get them on the same side as you? And then another problem, the even harder problem is how, how do you then, even if you manage to convince your team about the problem and the solution and the viability and whatnot, how do you convince other people that it's a, an economically viable problem? So, I don't know. We've got some work to do tomorrow. As usual, we're pretty tired walking home. We've got some good stuff done tomorrow. I think tomorrow we're working on... Uh, money, money, money. Yeah. yeah, the money aspects of our problem. Money, money, money. Show me the money. So, money. that'll be that'll be some good fun. But nonetheless, it's going to be a relatively short one. Oh, it's green. Oh, we can make it. We can make it. We got to run across the road right now because there's a truck coming. Well, we just dodged a truck, so... Not dead. (laughs) Yeah. Probably should have waited at the crossing there. But oh well. Coming at you live from West End. I'll I'll catch you all tomorrow. Wrapping up day 56. Got day 57 tomorrow. Whatever you're doing, have a great day. Have a great night. I'll catch you later. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to help me out, you can give me some advice by contacting me directly. My email is daniel at mrdburg.com My website is mrdburke.com. Or if you really want to help me out, you can leave a rating or review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. But once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next episode.